Hey, this is Zach Catanzaro. And I'm Walker Lukens. We're the hosts of Song Confessional, the only podcast where today's top songwriters turn your anonymous stories into original songs. This week, we've got a salacious tale of train platforms and anonymous hookups. Austin songstress Buffalo Hunt transforms the confession into a cinematic indie pop gem, exploring the dark pleasures of our bad decisions. Listen to Song Confessional at KUTX.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and if you're one of those folks that found this podcast because of the feature on iTunes, then welcome. And if you're someone who's been listening for a while, like, thank you so much. We here at Team This Song work hard to make this podcast happen, and we're so happy to have people listening. And just so you know, We make this podcast at a radio station in Austin, Texas called KUTX. We call ourselves the Austin Music Experience. It's rad. And thanks to the internet, you can listen to the radio station like anytime, even if you don't live here. We are online at KUTX.org or we have an app for that. It's always good to get a taste of Austin, you know? So this week on this song, we are going to hear from an Austin artist, Mobley. I'm a fan, and I have been for a long time. In fact, this episode is a rerun. The interview was recorded in 2015, and it was released in April of 2016, and we are bringing it back again because Mobley has a new project coming out this April 27th. It's called Fresh Lies, Volume 1, and, like, it's more than just a record. You see, Mobley's starting this song cycle, which is, in his words, a large collection of songs that are connected by a thematic and conceptual approach. And the common thread in these songs is that all the songs will use the metaphor of a romantic relationship to explore his own relationship as a black man with the United States of America. Fresh Lies Volume 1 is the first batch of songs. He's committed to exploring this song cycle for as long as he's making music and I'm paraphrasing his words here. He wants to make one volume for every generation that has passed since his ancestors were brought to America. Anyone who buys the vinyl version of Fresh Lies Volume 1 will get a digital copy of every new Fresh Lies song that Mobley makes for the rest of his life. Y'all, I love it when people make art. You can see why we chose Mobley as our Artist of the Month here at KUTX. Like every month, we spotlight a different Austin artist and have them do a live in-studio and like a My KUTX guest DJ set. And for April, we are totally focused on getting the word out about Mobley because he's making something that matters. When I talked to him before, we talked about this theme, like about how he had found himself writing these complex love songs to the U.S. And he told me about an artist who showed him how beautiful vulnerability could be. There are lots that predate my career as a songwriter or as a performer, but in terms of one that I felt expanded the bounds of what I thought you could do with pop music and rock music, I think it would be uh, the record 808s and Heartbreak by Kanye West. So keep your love locked down, your love locked down, keeping your love locked down. 
I think it was maybe the best pop record that came out that year. It did things like you talk about singing, like he can't sing and it's all singing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and what makes it work is the emotion and the songcraft and the production. And I produce my stuff. So production is part of songwriting for me. Like when I hear a part, I hear it like panned or I hear it with reverb on it or whatever. So as a producer, as a producing songwriter, like sounds are really important to 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 songcraft and uh so that yeah that was really mind expanding for me on lonely nights i start to fade on lonely nights i start to fade her love's a thousand miles away her love's a thousand miles away memories made in the coldest winter I felt like it was very different from everything else that was out. I feel I felt like it was very different from his previous output. Um, I think it presaged everything about where pop music is right now, honestly. Um, you know, the kind of resurgence of like stark emotional vulnerability um, enhanced by these like really lush soundscapes with lots of space. And then the kind of emergence of hip hop hip hop production as like the default production mode for for pop music um yeah i think it was just ahead of its time memories made in the coldest winter It's called 808s and Heartbreak, Heartbreak because the beats are all centered around 808 beats. Oh, um, which is like the very core bedrock of like yes. hip hop yeah. production. Right. Much. Yeah. And so, yeah, you have this guy known as a rapper who... And this was like when... I don't know. You, I'm sure you remember when Auto-Tune like got really popular as a... Yeah, a little right. share, believe in life after love. But then also <laughs> right. like... She, yeah, it, it made its way into everything. Right, yeah. right. And, um, like, conspicuous use of autotune, because it had been around for a while. Like, as an effect. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he just conspicuously was like, this is this is a tool that I'm going to use to make my non-singer voice singerly enough that I can sing songs. Um, Does he do that thing where they, like, there's actually, like, weird autotune runs? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but it's also just so not polished in that way, too. It's like you can hear how much he can't sing, but it enhances, it just enhances the emotion of the, of the, of the emotional content of the songs for, for me. Is, is it a heartbreak record? Is it like oh, a totally. sad, it's sad record? It's very sad. <laughs> it's a very sad record. I think it, I think it was written on the heels of like him breaking up with his fiance or something like that. Honestly, I don't know the story yeah. that well, but, um, but it is definitely a heartbreak record. Yeah. People talk like it's old news. I played it off and act like I already knew. Let me ask you how long have you known, dude? You played it off and act like he's brand new. 
bad news. Regardless of, of how people feel about him as a, a rapper or a lyricist or a public figure or whatever, I don't know any music producer who I would take seriously who doesn't think he's a genius as a music producer. And um, so just, if, if only in that regard, you know, kind of the the tutelage of being an avid Kanye West production listener. Do you think that it had an impact on what you were doing musically? Like, can you see kind of a before and after, like before I heard 808s and Heartbreak? I was do I kind of thought of it this way. And then after I heard it, I thought, no. I think it took me, honestly, I think it took me a few years to even like catch up with what it did to me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think on on the record that I finished at the beginning of this year was when kind of the lessons of that and some other things finally sunk in, you know. Um, I was coming from a, a pretty firmly indie rock background and that world, less so now, but at around the beginning of the 2010s, that world was pretty steeped in irony. And, uh, and I think there's a way in which an emotional opening up also facilitates a musical opening up. So now it's it's actually like like that Kanye thing. It's actually about being vulnerable and opening up and like right, right. getting to that point. And I love the idea that like an emotional openness leads to a, a musical openness because then if you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable emotionally, then you can kind of that's a chance that you take. I mean it's a big yeah. It's a big thing to say how you actually feel and yeah. put it in a song and then play it for people. Once you've taken that chance, it kind of allows you to take all these other chances. Yeah, they just seem if I'm if I if what I'm saying about is the things that are most important to me in the world, then whether this keyboard line is corny or not, it becomes way less important. You know what I mean? And I wish I had the words to say to show you. been a tough process for you to like get to go there i mean it can make one filled with anxiety yeah well so i guess to the point to the point of this record it it's all coincided with i would say circumstances in the in the broader world conspired to force my hand in a lot of ways the record uh the album is a is a concept album that deals with uh, race and anti-blackness in particular in America and the kind of catalyst for uh, for more nakedly making that a part of my music was the Eric Garner um, grand jury decision and so yes and, and everything was it specifically the Eric that Garner? was that was the particular straw that broke the camel's back. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's very laden with anxiety, but I, but the stakes of a song are so low compared to the stakes of the thing that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so my anxiety about it has little to do with the music. So are the songs, do they kind of go between like being very deeply personal and then kind of talking about larger issues? Or are you talking about larger issues on a personal level? So the the device that I use uh, 
throughout the entirety of the album is using a uh, a romantic relationship as a metaphor for my personal relationship as a black man with America as a state. Yeah. Um, and so the songs can be like enjoyed as love songs on a relatively superficial level, but if you choose to take a, a, a deeper, deeper or at least different reading of them, then that's there too. The thing that the thing that moved me most is I've I mean I'm I've been black my entire life. I've known that this is the way it is, but I've also known that either due to insufficient evidence or due to people's ability to cloister themselves apart from from that side of what America is, people have have to with with a certain degree of credibility been able to say either I don't see that or I don't know about that and that enables certain behaviors but now a man was strangled to death in broad daylight and then the video was running 24 hours a day for weeks and people are still saying that like that changes things yeah that is different and that that necessitates different behavior for me yeah. and that that was what the the kind of renaissance for me, um, that's where it found its genesis. And so you kind of realized that it wasn't a woman you were writing these songs to. It was the country that you lived in. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, thank you so much. Thank this you. is really great. Thank, thank you. you. And this is Solo from Fresh Lies Volume 1 by Mobley. And like, dude, I wasn't actually hip to 808s and Heartbreak when we did this interview. And then I became obsessed. And now during the making of this rerun, I am like re-obsessed. And yeah, Mobley, he's really good. If you want to get in on the ground floor of Fresh Lies, you can. I'll post a link to the pre-order for Fresh Lies Volume 1 on the show notes page for this episode. And seriously, like, believe me, you want to go see Mobley live. If you live in Austin, he'll be coming to KUTX to play an after-hours set in Studio 1A. That's our gorgeous live performance studio at 7 p.m. on the 26th. And if you can't make that, he'll be doing an in-store at Waterloo the next day. And then he's going to go on the road. Maybe he's going to be coming to your town. So, yes, I will post a link to his tour dates on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org. And as if that wasn't enough, Mobley has a new single coming out this Friday. It's called Young Adult Fiction. So you should go follow him on social media. His handle is at Mobley Who, and we'll also tweet it out. So, yeah, you should follow us. Our handle is at this song KUTX. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This Song is a production of 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced by David Sanger and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. Aaron Waltz is our social media intern. And thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it's true. Our theme song is Mahout 
by Austin's own hard proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.